You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 347th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in the city beautiful Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt and holy cow, why is it hotter here than anywhere else in the country, Minneapolis? And this is Spencer. I don't really have a tagline for Boston in Boston, Massachusetts, you guys. It's been a week mm-hmm. in cycling. I don't even know where to start. I wonder if there's opening odds on what topic will be, right? Because there's there's a variety of things. We can go to Kansas. We can go to France. We can go pro mm-hmm. equipment talk to be had. There's been there's been news from every corner of the cycling universe. You could say. Yeah, we definitely could drum up the bets on the sidewalk bookie. Roller Derby should have a a, a bet right now. What's our lead story? I think we got to go straight into it. Um, the old man. Oh, there's an obvious choice. <laughs> obvious choice. The yeah. old man. You're right. Richie Port doing it. That's what I was going to lead Richie with. Richie Port. Obvious. I was going to say G. I mean, third place. That's that's right on track for a good tour result. Uh, au contraire, dudes. Because we all know <laughs> that the old man still got it is Valverde winning a stage uh, of yeah. the Criterium Dauphiné. Uh, it's it's 2003 all over again, and we can't get enough. I think it's amazing. I think that um, Valverde takes top billing. I know a lot of people want us to talk about gravel. We will mm-hmm. um, with Unbound this past weekend, but Valverde still got it. Oh, yeah. That was beautiful. Just sat on that Ineos train, let them launch various options up the road a couple times, and just closed it down like the old pro he is. Beating the Hackney Hedgehog, copyright, trademark, to the line. And he got 14th in GC. He could have done a little bit better, two two spots down. <laughs> but, well, yeah. That's true. I, still respect it. They were riding for Lopez, and Lopez, Miguel Angel, Angel Lopez, finished, he's over on Movistar this year, finished sixth, which is right in the Spencer Howe yeah. GC prediction, Dauphine to tour sweet spot, 38 seconds mm-hmm. down, He's actually the only guy in the Spencer sweet spot that I think will actually <laughs> has a chance at the tour because it's kind of a confusing wow. GC at the Duffing. So I think everything's all right in Movistar land. Like season three is going to be smoking, you guys. Yeah, Netflix season three is going to be <laughs> the perfect day. Um, so Spencer, yeah. as you have your sweet spot here on the Dauphiné, um, I do have to ask, are you willing to raise it up to the third spot because clearly Port no. took one for the team to win to put G down into third. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The math doesn't lie. You can look at this result sheet, and it's been proven year after year after year without fail. Don't check me on that, but yeah. without fail, it has proven. And I'm looking at this sweet spot from around 5 to, say, 12-ish. So- Area. Let's Valverde, take it all the way to 20. I, I think he's going to be... 
Valverde is going to be just off the podium uh, at the tour. Maybe a fourth place is about little, as good as he's going to do. Little guy wants it to 20th for Guillaume Martin of Copenhagen. Well, how how not appropriate. Just, not just Martin, but it, that also sandwiches in your boy Nairo, your forever cursed there, Louis Mantis. No, it's perfect. You're proving that the rule works. These guys will not so, do good at the tour. So, and yeah. neither will Wilco Kelderman, Garrett uh, Thomas, Richie Port, any of these guys. But Tao Gingenhart. Uh, he could G- win the thing. Tenth place. G- Gegenhart nice in tenth place is a pretty, uh, and you know he's it, he, he's like the camouflaged Ineos rider, right? Like third yeah. on the team, kind of there. Hey, being the well, third option on a team run by a dubious sponsor worked out for Caruso, so might well, work out for the Hackney Hedgehog going in. Uh, speaking of, you know, dubious teams, um, Enric Moss also in the sweet spot there for movie star, the actual team leader. For yeah, the tour. So what? So I know we have gone on a lot, and I and by us I mean me about Ineos uh-huh. having a million leaders, and they obviously do. They got Port Thomas, and they've got the Hackney Hedgehog going into the tour. But as I look at this result sheet, it looks like Movistar also is revamping the three-headed Hydra uh, with which, Moss, mm-hmm, which, Lopez, and Valverde. Mm-hmm. Like they're also coming in. <laughs> hot if we yeah, really want to see. If we want to see some amazing media bias of English media bias, wait until remember the hate and the disgust that Movistar got for trying to come in with um, Landa, Valverde, and Nairo to the tour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it, such a bad idea. Gonna, you can't do it. You yeah, can't yeah, do you it. can't do that. Like you this is horrible. What, like oh, yeah. the infighting on the team. You only need to have one leader. Man, are they going to bend over backwards to try to find a way to just pretzel their way into like accepting Ineos uh-huh. coming with seven GC hopefuls? Yeah, they're all GC, all GC, all the time, baby. Well, you know they'll they'll work it out on the road. <laughs> and, and it's a, I can't think of a better way and a better team <laughs> tactic. You know, like yeah, already I'm already buying it. Oh yeah, um, I totally buy it. So, yeah, I watched zero of this um, entire race. I did follow the results um, via, you know, roller derby cycling news and pro cycling stats.com. Mm-hmm. You know, Tim, how I know, I know that's a true statement from you that you didn't watch any of this. <laughs> it's because on the stage, Valverde won. Your boy, Luis Mentes, attacked off the front on that finishing climb. I couldn't believe it. My eyes sort of did the cartoon thing. They bugged out. They came back in. I had to pick my tongue off the floor. Years. He, he's back, baby. Yeah, he, he's feeling this. He's feeling like a spring chicken again. <laughs> he's got. He's got a little spunk, a little and spark, a little you, snap. Did you check your phone and you did not have ten to thirty messages yeah. from Tim? And I was like, oh, Tim's yeah. not watching. And I was gonna tweet about it, but I I didn't have time to Google how to spell his name before he got caught. So. I was in a meeting and <laughs> I had um, on the other monitor like the the Twitter live feed coming up. So I saw Valverde constantly being mentioned, and I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna close this window and I'll watch uh-huh. it on delay." Right? I'll, I'll uh-huh. go back and watch this stage on delay. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered I've got two young kids, and going back to to watching um, taped videos. Uh, on uh, the old uh, YouTube TV just isn't going to happen like it used to. And that's when I remembered that, oh, Valverde, I think, did pretty good. And then I logged in, and I was like, oh, man, Valverde won today. I'm six hours late to this. And, uh, yeah. So but I'm it's sorry so I let you down. Little hey, bit. it's okay. Uh, 
you know, it's, what are you going to do? You, you got to live your life. It's not us. Your text plan we're, also appreciates it too. Yeah. yeah. We're used to uh, being let down by you, but the fans of this podcast, you know, they expect that tweet well, storm of all caps. Yeah. I, again, I, I apologize, but it is a, a wonderful thing to see mm-hmm. Valverde still got it. And uh, the Hackney Hedgehog is primed for a Tour de France victory over Enric Moss in second place with Patrick Conrad yeah. in third place. Oh, wow. Weird. Potentially. So I have a question here. We we saw, uh, I know we're going to get into some gravel talk later, um, and I don't want to preempt that right now, but I do have a quick question. Um, you know how, like, uh, Major League Soccer in the United States is, you know, it's a retirement league for the oh, European yeah, yeah. superstar, right? The yeah. David Beckhams of the world, they come over here, and they parade around, yeah. and they kick their fancy they kick soccer the ball. balls in, yeah. into the yeah. net from 50 yards or meters away, however it is in soccer. Um, I mean, football. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can't help but look at the results from this week, Port Thomas, Valverde, and and think about the gravel scene here in the U.S. and how it is (laughs) destined to be the European hotspot, the retirement league for these types of world tour racers um, coming over. Between the three, given what you know right now, who do you think would win in the ultimate gravel race, whichever one that may be, if they all line up together? I, I think it's Valverde, hands down. I mean, Port will crash. G will yeah, probably definitely crash. a collarbone or two, yeah. Valverde, he's your man. I Valverde know. for sure. Um, but if you take away I, my I, bias, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. I hear what little guy's saying. But I feel like little guy is defaulting to port of two years ago port and not port of today port. Yeah, he's been a new. He's the people's port. champion. He is the so, people's champion. He had a good run last year. He's so far. He's, I'm not gonna. What I do not so, want to. jinx He it. also I, has dad watts. Now. He's got dad watts. He's got some serious dad. See, watts, I so. think you got to go. You got to go to a rider that's kind of like the Lawrence Ten Dam, right? Who we'll talk about momentarily. But I think that Valverde, sure. But I'm actually more intrigued by that, you know, someone that spent their entire life working for others that then gets uh-huh. to go out and do their own. So like a Swen Tuft would mm-hmm. be perfect. He would absolutely slay it at 55 years old. Mitch Docker could totally come in and crush yeah, the gravel scene and beat Stetna. Great suggestions, none of which are the three that I mentioned. Yeah, but, but, but here's the thing. When you, when you think about MLS and like all these top riders or top players that come over and kick their little footballs around while they're running around on the grass, sure, for every Zlatan that you get, you also get like a Juan Pablo Angel or uh, Freddie Lundberg or Eric Hosley. Not exactly the best to turn their MLS uh, reign. I don't remember any of those guys. Exactly. So you could come in or you could be a, um, you know, a solid rider, a solid team rider over in Europe. And then you come to the U.S. and you absolutely slay it like Lawrence Tem Dam did. Here's, here's what I'm thinking. And I, uh, I think Garrett Thomas has the pedigree. I think he's got the history. He's got the experience. And I mean, basically, he's a better looking David Beckham. And he's going to come over here. That's a bold statement. And he's going to just have his way with America. Wow, you're going for whichever. (laughs) You're you taking my 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 spot as the bad guy on the podcast. Just going to have his way with with the American gravel scene. Yeah. How will Colin Strickland respond? 
Read this Velo News article to find out. Here's here's the thing. <laughs> there may be many unwritten rules, but who else has written a book? Right? Very yeah. true. Think of it that way. Yeah, he is writing the rules of, of life. Wow. This is, I think, Spencer, we should just take the segue into Unbound at this point, but I could yeah. be completely wrong. Do you guys want to talk about this Dauphiné thing anymore? No. The what? Yeah. So, <laughs> quick Quick shout out, uh, Tour Switz, Switzerland, Tommy Dumoulin got a 16th place finish in the opening time trial. Maybe uh, Dumoulin, like Spencer, in your scale of uh, predictions for the Tour de France, where do you rank Tour mm-hmm. Switzerland? Uh, it's not in there. Um, it's not in there, <laughs> but uh, a 16th place is a 16th place. And what that means for the uninitiated to this podcast, who, you know, if, if you don't know, you should. Mm-hmm. 16th place bodes well for the future of your cycling career. So Tommy Dumoulin coming back after his hiatus with a 16th place off the bat first race. Ooh boy. I don't know if, uh, I think it's a shot across the bow. I don't know if he's going to like win the tour or anything, but he's going to, he's going to make some splashes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a bold move. Yeah, I don't know how you're going to factor in Swiss since, like, uh, Carapace is there, and that will factor into the Ineo 7-headed Hydra. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll figure that out next week. And Alaphilippe, who I have said for months is going for GC at the Tour. <laughs> He's going for GC at it's the Tour. It's still funny. Every time you say it, yeah, it's still funny. It's funny. You guys, everyone says, you say it's funny until it actually happens because it's totally happening. He just got fifth in the opening TT today. Uh, that's a man who's going for GC at the tour. <laughs> sure. Uh, that little guy. So, you're, you're just so full of uh, the, uh, the really good humor yeah, lately. Yeah, it's, he's yeah, he's he's killing it. Top stuff. Yeah, yeah, top stuff. So let's get into it. Let's talk about unbound gravel in Kansas. Is it, it's. Is it the Unbound Gravel Grinder? Yeah. It's UG, right? That's the. I, I think so. I think acronym? that's. I think that's what our friends. What's the second said. G? Is it Unbound Gravel Gravel? Gravel Gravel. I don't sure. remember. Maybe they're sponsored so, by UG. That ha- <laughs> could be. <laughs> that uh, would be a great tie-in. Nine hundred nineteen people entered the race in the two hundred mile edition. There are some other cursory events. Stephen Hyde wins the hundred miler. Um, there is the XL. Where friend of the podcast Amanda Nauman put in one hell of an effort to beat mm-hmm. arguably the most dominant racer, Lael Wilcox. I don't know if Lael Wilcox has lost a race that she's entered in any of these um, transcontinental or ultra endurance cycling events. She is an amazing athlete. So major props to Amanda Nauman for yeah making it close and bring. I mean, I was watching dots over the weekend because. This ties into like the greater just unbound thing. I think the fact that the coverage is complete garbage and doesn't really exist makes it that much <laughs> better that I'm like constantly trying to search out the information okay. like our like the old days when we mm. used to watch um, crappy uh, coverage and you'd have to like you know freeze frame to see what was going yeah. on. So you'd so. say don't improve the coverage, maybe make it worse. I, I'm kind of thinking that actually the. The lack of quality coverage is a blessing in disguise. But um, shout out to uh, Lael uh, Wilcox and Taylor Lindine for winning the 350-mile Unbound XL, which is very impressive. Great to see. Kind of apologies to Amanda Nauman, because I did call out that Amanda Nauman was going to beat 
Lael Wilcox. That was my like mm-hmm. outside the box thinking. And I was hoping that the curse, the super rookie curse would only work for one person. It maybe it did work for a second. I haven't heard from him like Amanda on what happened. I'm assuming that she put in one hell of an effort and that Lael Wilcox is just that good, but mm-hmm. I'll have to um, do some digging. I can't wait to listen to the next episode of the Grodio on that, but yeah, shout outs. And then on the 200 mile edition, um, comes down to a sprint finish, as everyone by this point knows, between uh, Lawrence Ten Dam and Ian Boswell. And Ian Boswell takes the win. Um, editorial, I was a little disappointed that there wasn't a like back marker from the 100-mile or 50-mile race that messed up the sprint. Because remember when Colin Strickland won last year and he gets off his bike to mm-hmm. lift his bike over his head, um, there was a gentleman that was finishing the hundred mile race at like 10 hours that kind of ruined the photo shoot. <laughs> like it's actually, <laughs> it, it really made the whole ethos of gravel that much more awesome. Like he was yeah. kind of trying to dodge his way out of it, but he was like, ah, I got to finish, get out of the way, dude. So the sprint finished pretty clean finish. The coverage on flow bikes was about as, uh, um, I gotta be careful on what I say here. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> there was times when the coverage was great. When I saw in-action gravel racing that was fun from a camera that was on the course. There was also a lot of times where there was zero coverage going on. And it leads me to the question of, is no coverage better than some coverage? Or do you have to go all out? Because it, the coverage seemed a little half half-baked, yeah. I guess. Like... When it happened, it was really good. Frankie Andreu had the, the, the play-by-play, and I apologize for missing the name of, of his um, counterpart. They, they were uh, it was Janelle. Um, thank you. Spriker, I believe? It was good coverage. Like They were good announcers. They were really carrying the, the, the programming for not having live footage, a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's teething. I mean, maybe I... Unfortunately, I don't think Flo has the money since they lost all the races to GCN to, to have to done like a prep. You know, it's not like they could have did a different gravel race earlier in the year and work out all the bugs. So well, maybe uh, maybe next year, you know, the uh, race entry can go up by fifty or sixty bucks or so, <laughs> and that get, should yeah. that should really help uh, pad the budget. Well, if the UCI comes in, I'm sure they would straighten everything out. It's a, yeah, oh, sure. For sure. It's it seemed. It was awesome to see. I en- I enjoyed being able to watch some racing. It was pretty um, hilarious in that there was times when the the four wheeler, I think it was a four wheeler with a camera on it, like a GoPro on a stick, that uh, kind of had. Uh, they were behind the riders, and so the the lead group of five, three of them in their aero bars, going down the gravel road, rotating on the 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 double track. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Not falling or getting flats and they'd come up to the back markers of the previous races and someone would just be riding the hundred and then they would just they had no clue that the leaders were coming and they would like kind of just jump over to the double track at no fault of their own Mm -hmm. and then the the way the pros just like easily went around them just super smoothly it was kind of cool to see um yeah and then it's amazing i i'm i'm hoping some of these uh some of these guys in the 200 men's division you know, may have proved themselves worthy uh, to some of the, you know, we know Vodders is paying attention to 
to the results of this race, at least last year. Maybe some of the other guys, maybe, um, you know, Lefebvre is, is paying attention now. Maybe whoever <laughs> runs AG2R. I don't know. Like, I'm thinking names like Ian Boswell, Lawrence Tendam, Peter Stetna, Ted King. These are guys that maybe should be on the radar for World Tour teams, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that they, they probably have not heard of. This could be an easy pickup um, of some untapped talent. Yeah, Chris Horner did go back to Europe um, after slaying America, right? The second time for Team Saturn. So this could be their their return. It was cool to watch. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. It was hard to figure out what was going on half the time. And then you'd see the group and, I don't know, these guys are all top-notch racers. And yeah. I hope that they're making some decent money doing what they do as privateers. And you know what? I felt like the entire Twitterati cycling Twitter was glued more to unbound than what was happening to the Dauphiné that day. Like at least here in America, like it seemed that there was an actual audience of people what's going like actually caring about the gravel more than anything else. And definitely. that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, hopefully uh, lifetime will take note and up, up their investment for next year in some way that makes, makes it a little easier for people to, to watch, to care. Well, let's to look it up. Try to look up the results past the f- top fifty. Good luck. Yeah. Well, and then also <laughs> that um, you know, getting a lot of like info about what was happening in the women's race, where yeah. Lauren De Crescenzo takes a win over Amity Rockwell and Emily Newsom. Amity Rockwell, uh, I believe, has won in the past or has yeah. had yes. really good success at um, Unbound. Lauren De De Crescenzo was. Uh, very appreciative of her coach, Tommy Danielson, um, at the end. So kind of weird that Tommy Danielson kind of just appears. Um, and for a while, another Tommy Danielson rider, um, Flavio, Flavia Oliviero Mm -hmm. of Brazil was leading the women's race for a while. And I think she just dropped out. I don't know the, the full story yet and what happened there. Um, she got seventh place at the Olympics, uh, for Brazil a few years back, a couple of, doping controls on her uh wikipedia page uh weird that was (laughs) a little um definitely was starting to cause some uh conversation on twitter from what i saw but jeff uh kabush did jeff kabush things which i absolutely love and uh he he took right to it pointing out the very the connection with uh tom danielson uh and all that and not to take away from um lauren uh, de crescenzo's amazing victory but uh, yeah, there we go. Fun stuff at Unbound. How it all ties back to the real world of professional cycling again. <laughs> well, you can't get rid of those Tommy D's. You know, there's there's uh, one in Switzerland, there's one in America, there's one in France. Um, yeah, there's probably one in every country. Um, you know, you just you got to look out for them. I just want to I, I want to mention uh, quickly the the 100 mile the 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 littlest race there at the at the Unbound. Stephen Hyde taking the win on the men's side and Lauren Stevens on the women's side. Uh, both great results. The return of Stephen Hyde, guys? Eh? Eh? I think so. He's got dad watts. He has bird watching That's watts. True. Yeah. He probably has some other watts I'm not aware of, but those are the two I know about, and those are powerful. You know, dad watts will get you a lot, but I I never really experienced bird watching watts. Uh, he seems to be going pretty strong into that. So The 100-mile time for Stephen Hyde was five hours, 20. Yeah. Okay. The 200 mile time for Ian Boswell was 10 hours, 17. 
kept the same pace, the same pace that Stephen Hyde was he, going for an extra hundred miles. That's the difference between a roadie and a cross racer, though. The hundred is basically a cross race. Yeah. Okay. So a couple of things right. on this: was this a warm up for uh, Stephen Hyde for the uh, the Belgian waffle ride that's in Lawrence, Kansas, in a few months? When and I think his team is partially a sponsor of that, or yeah, I think so. You know, you know, doing the 100, that's a very awesome win. I wonder how he would have done in the 200. Probably pretty good, but I also don't blame him for only doing the 100 when you see oh, people are out there for 15, 16 him. hours. Yeah, like, congrats. <laughs> uh, pretty cool to see. But uh, I, I, I just, I don't want to, um, you know, take away from Florida's amazing gravel results or Minnesota's. Um, but New England did do pretty good taking the win there in the 200 and the 100 on the men's side. So I don't know. I'm just, you mm-hmm. know. Well, it's interesting sure that you just... claim um, Stephen Hyde as one of your own when uh, Stephen Hyde. Because he lives in Massachusetts, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but as as most people know that Stephen Hyde's actually from Florida. That's where he learned how to do all his right. I mean, even though it is a portion of Florida that – um, a lot of people don't know about in Pensacola on the panhandle. Um, hey, can we, I just want to do a quick uh, shout to friend of the pod, um, Zachary Schuster of Cycross uh, Cycross Radio um, and the mm-hmm. uh, CX Hairs uh, Bulletin on Substack. A couple of things. One is he had the uh, the picture of all pictures that we'll get to in just a second, but he did write a really good article a few years back for Cyclocross Magazine for on Lauren de Crescenzo's rebound. I didn't know this, but she had a horrible crash at um, the uh, San Dimas Road Race in Cali when she was on okay. some top-level, pro-level teams. Um, she raced for the U.S. like in time team time trials. So it, mm. she's <laughs> she has fought her way back at a level that, you know, let's not just descend into this, you know, working with Tommy Danielson thing, but she, she has had one hell of a road back to recovery and this is an arguably an amazing win. So I do want to give her credit on the, the win itself. Um, so yes. good job there. Yeah. That said, Zach Schuster on the side of the road, when Quinn Simmons drops out of unbound from a crash, which also blew up the internet, um, considerably, uh, where he is getting into the van. It looks like that he cut himself uh, pretty bad. I think he had to get some stitches. Um, so, yeah, it happens. It's road racing, man. No comment. So with uh, Quinn Simmons out of the race, then it goes down to that lead group of about 15 for a while. Travis McCade of Chris Beef fame was up there in the lead group uh, for a while uh, in prep for his Tulsa Tough um crit debut he ended up finishing in 25th place i think like 40 minutes down and still you know 12 hours out on the bike or whatever it was um and that's an impressive thing so spencer i'm pretty sure you and i would just be finishing right about now um sunday night for the 200 mile on a tandem potentially if we're lucky were you guys bummed i i forget who sent us over a little note on uh or something on instagram about like i think at the radivus somebody had their their tandem on there and nice big article about them doing it on the tandem doing Ugh. the 200 on the tandem and all i could see was the picture of these two guys and i just photoshopped your guys heads on and just looked at it and was like that's what could have been man that's what could have been you guys said so it's true in we the tandem a lot of category press. a lot of press so <laughs> only four 
teams finished the cat the tandem race. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we are talking about the tandem, so I do think that we need to get into arguably the greatest email that we've ever gotten on the podcast because it has to do with Spencer and my tandem. And remember last week we talked about who would we want our world tour tandem partner to be? Mm-hmm. Like who would be the right. the one that you would want? And we got this great email from uh, Chris Dyke who emails me, perhaps the portmanteau method is a good option when selecting tandem pairings. I can start you with Sepp Van Mark Cavendish. That's pretty good. Egon Bernalix Dowsett. Yeah. That could, That's a stretch. It's a stretch, but, but da- like Dowsett it. would be an amazing um, stoker. I think he probably needed someone a little bit um, stronger on the front than Egon Bernal. But um, how about stronger? M- Michael Matthews Vanderpool. Very nice. Oh, I like match made in this heaven, a match, that Yeah, one. this one's just. Yeah. You know what's great about that? You have the power of Vanderpool, but then you have the the smarts and the brains of Michael Matthews and up front. Love it. My favorite mm-hmm. part. He's. He would be dynamite. He'd actually, would you flip them? Would you put, because this is already going to, I would love Blake Matthews to be on my tandem. Would you want Matthew Vanderpool to be the the captain for handling, or would you rather have be Blake? Oh, I want Vanderpool. Vanderpool? For right. handling. Anything involving I, handling, I, I want Vanderpool. Come on. Yeah, the problem is I want Vanderpool on the front and the back of the tandem. Um at the same time, which, as far as I know, is not possible. Um, so <laughs> I I think I'm going to have to go with Bling on the front because, yeah. A, it's the lead in all the photos that are taken of the event, which is going to be great for the media. Yes. Uh, he's a, he's a, the Green Edge know, team needs it, Bling. too. Yeah. And, and second of all, you know, like, you can't be that bad at bike handling having dealt with the chaos of uh, the sprints at yeah. the front of the world's biggest no, races for, for as long as he has. Um, so, so right now, Michael Matthews Vanderpool, um, is my leader of the, the tandems, but there's still some more Alexander Christopher Froome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know. I, I think that unbalanced. pairing would be, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Unbalanced and unbound. Julian Philippe Gilbert. Love that one. Oh, I love that one. That's a good team. Ooh. That's a that's a solid. That is a that is a yeah. that is a strong contender. You got the Dad Watts, you got the Masters Watts, you got the World Champion Watts, you got the Villain Watts, you got it all. Okay, what about uh, Luke Rowan Dennis? <laughs> well, okay. I th- how I how would he throw his a, bike? I'd yeah, be a little concerned. Poor there Luke. There was a video on the internet this week. I think it was Luke Row tossing a remote control <laughs> on Rowan Dennis's. Uh, private parts in their hotel room. Which so they actually have two... like a pretty good relationship. Yeah, but I don't know yeah. if those two together, I think they might goof around too much. I think uh, they seem they seem like <laughs> like if you keep them up enough apart, they can power along, but if you put them right with each other, they might just start like tickling each other. Yeah, it's like a magnetic uh, yeah. resistance. Yeah, they'll just be goofing off so much. I don't know. The, the, the question I have is, does BMC make a tandem? <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I don't know. Well, that, 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 that that's a good one. Um, and w- would he be willing to ride it? Um, 
that's the uh, or is it going to be a Merida? It's like out of the Merida factory. Um, all right, and then uh, two with with uh, we have Garrett Thomas Pitcock. Mm-hmm. Oh, By the way, rest in peace, uh, Thomas Pitcock's collarbone. <laughs> that was yeah. I was so yeah. bummed to hear that. That was that that got me three text messages from various um, text threads I'm on about Pitcock <laughs> breaking the collarbone. I was super bummed about that. Question: Will he be back for the Olympics? Or is some like? Can you imagine being? Let's say he can't go. Can you imagine being the now the person from Great Britain that wasn't planning on going to the Olympics at all before Pitcock even showed up? And then you're just like, who's the mountain well, biker? If if the Great British Selecting Committee is anything like the United States, they just won't send anybody because like, why bother? If uh, if Tom Pitcock has any of the pro cycling genes that the legend. People Pizzato has that collarbone should fuse itself back together in like ten days, and he'll well, be good to go. Yeah. Ted King just just crushed yeah Kanza when a collarbone that we broke what a month ago yeah 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 so he'll be fine and he'll be fine. so you had yeah. Garrett Thomas Pidcock or you have Garrett Thomas DeGent. Ooh, oh man, which one's better? I mean. Taking out the uh, the collarbone, like this this tandem well, race isn't happening. The Pitcock tandem would look really funny because that the Stoker part would have to be really really small. Mm-hmm. To get would Pitcock be a on there, solid Stoker. I mean, I don't know if you could come up with a much better Stoker than Degan. The problem would be you wouldn't be able yeah. to coast ever. He wouldn't allow it. He would just <laughs> yeah. keep pedaling. You'd be like, no, that's Whoa. true. Cool at first, second. He'd be like, no, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, so yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, mm. I think I gotta go with the Pidcock, uh, Thomas. Perry. Who would you go with, little guy? All oh, the Vanderpool Matthews. All right. Well, so nice. speaking of which, we should get to the man himself. Let's talk to the captain of the Ultimate World Tour tandem, Michael Matthews of the Michael Matthews Vanderpool team, as they prepare. For Unbound 2021, when they come take the American cycling scene by storm. Unbound 2022 by storm. There you go. <laughs> what year is it? Yeah, let's go to the pre-mod. This is Elred, bartender at Slogos. Who is this Stephen Hyde character? You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, guys, here we are once again in the pre-lap. Let's make this quick and sweet because most importantly, everyone should head over to WideAnglePodium.com where they can become a member or a supporter of this podcast network. It means the world to us. It helps us keep the show on the air. It makes it all worth it. As much as I love talking to my two, uh, my two dudes, continuing this for seven years, I got college to pay for. for uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and right now, uh, yeah, it's not going so hot. Uh, mm-hmm. Help me mm-hmm. out. Yeah, be great. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, Most we gotta we gotta pay to put up all these shows on the internet, so you can download yeah. them. So you know, help. Please. There's all kinds of content that's coming out of every pore of Wide Angle Podium, uh, the network, um, from shows like Nowhere Fast and Criterium Nation uh, to Grodio, which had a new episode come out recently. Mm-hmm. We are kind of covering. All the bases on your audio spectrum, but also all the bases on your video spectrum over at wideanglepodium.com slash YouTube or youtube.com slash wideanglepodium. They both get you there. 
And we actually had a new video up uh, a few days ago yes. called Hot Lap Summer, which uh, kind of is a series that'll be following some Criterium Racing action. And the first episode... It, we should have... I, I don't want to spoil it, but there are some... There is a major pucker moment. Mm. Like mm-hmm. you'll be sitting on your couch and you're going to, you're going to tense up. You're going to feel it. And it's worth the watch. It's about seven, eight minutes long. It's really good. Amazing. Should we have, can't wait to see the next episode. Little guy, can you fix this in post and just put this part at the front? Because I do feel that this was way more important than Valverde winning. The video is pretty <laughs> awesome on our YouTube channel. Yeah. The wide angle. Part it of is, YouTube. Yeah, the, uh, it's really good. It, it made me want to ride crits. So, and I've been yeah. trying to swear off crits for years. And I watched that video and I was like, yeah, I really, that looks really fun. <laughs> I, I remember why yeah. I missed that, you know, so. Props to Michael Bodenheimer of uh, yeah. Cyclocross Radio, Media Pit, for putting that jaunt down memory lane and excitement throughout the season. It's kind of the, the mm-hmm. ultimate story, too, right, of that, of the team going out. Just trying to get get as much of get as much of a helping of crit beef as they can. What <laughs> gets the the big boys? It's it's such a captivating story. I'm pretty stoked on it. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm excited for the next few videos, and that's the kind of stuff we're trying to put out here at Wide Angle Podium. That's the kind of stuff we're trying to support, and that's the kind of stuff you can support if you become a member at any level of the network. So check it out, WideAnglePodium.com/slash/donate. Absolutely. And with that, let's let's stop it there. Because I think that we really need to make the importance of, of that video and then what we have here. So let's get back to the show. My name is Matthew Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. All right, guys, here we are. We have a slew of emails to go through and the various other things that we've touched on. I'm sure we'll get back to gravel racing. But first, let's get into an email that we got from G... Or sorry, from John Mangenero. G for the belt? Man, is it hard to root for the Grenadiers, but they've been pulling off some classy wins. Ghana dominated in his hometown Giro time trial, and G's win at the Dolphin A? Classic. Mm-hmm. Well, Port won... But I think this had to do with a, a G stage win. That was but nice. uh, I, I, I mean, as much as I'm a fan of uh, Garrett Thomas, uh, the world according to G, I just don't think he's there yet to win the belt, gentlemen. No, Oof. I don't think yet. The stage win, the stage win was close to getting us there. I think it was. It was a really? nice. Well, it's not what you expect. You don't expect a guy there for GC to pop off the front on yeah. a kind of flat day surprise cobrelli who seems yeah, that was amazing to have caught the curse <laughs> of uh what's his name from uh the other team the other italian who gets second every other day <laughs> italian sprinters can't catch a break right now um yeah Nizzolo. Nizzolo, yeah Nizzolo. i couldn't even remember his name he won a stage eventually cobrelli eventually won some stages but that was nice I, th- I think that's that's yeah, the sort of belt worthy action we want is is stepping out of your lane, doing something mm-hmm. kind of crazy. But uh, yeah, well, but we need a little consistency. So you know, G's on the right track. Third and keeps it up if he if he gets this uh, gravel uh, retirement win <laughs> mm-hmm. next season. Um, you know, he could be in with a shot here uh, for his American fans. Yeah, third in GC is almost there, but I 
too short of a race. I need to see I need to see some tour action. I think we got to reserve changes of the belt. For yeah, now. I I agree. Uh, unbound snub or wide angle podium strategy. I appreciate the shout out on last week's pod. The Unbound Talk got me thinking about a couple of things. This email comes to us from Jonathan Crane, friend of the pod from lovely Birmingham, Alabama, who, by the way, I was trying to text Jonathan throughout um, Unbound because I was really in the mood for like, man, I, I could really do this. And I think Jonathan would be the ultimate uh, tandem partner for me. He's he's really, really like, yeah, sorry, Spencer. <laughs> um <laughs> He's very lightweight. Just out, out with the, uh, yeah. out with the morning trash. Yeah, well, little guy also didn't want to jump on board, so I'm really. Spencer, I mean, or interested. Jonathan could feel that I'm really going to the dregs right now. Um, <laughs> Schuster also has not uh, responded to my my many texts to uh, find. Uh-huh. And Crane was just like, uh, you know, I'm gonna have to think about this maybe like a month outside of the race because this race looks horrible. Anyway, I'm working on it, guys. Uh, uh-huh. So back to Jonathan's email. First, there's one conspicuous absence, both from the slow ride unbound talk, as well as the Grodio preview. Nowhere fast host Mike Swart is obviously the dark horse candidate to win it all. Editorial note, Mike Swart got 157th place um, at 14 hours and 38 seconds. An amazing effort. Um, but yeah, that's the quality of field here. Um after doing five-plus swift races a week for all of 2020, he has to be super fit, and no one is going to be marking him because he's under the gravel radar. I believe the other yeah. wide-angle podium podcasts are conspiring to downplay Swart in their Unbound coverage so that he can slip off the front unmarked. You can go ahead and read this on the air, as Unbound happens before <laughs> the next episode, so it won't spoil the strategy. I can't wait to see him rip it up on the Flow Bikes coverage and collect all my winnings, as I bet the farm on Mike. Um, well, the good news is for you, Jonathan, is that you couldn't see this on flow bikes, um, until the (laughs) the very end. Second, all the Quinn Simmons talk got me thinking about how I'd like to see a road, road rash style, no hold, no hold barred race between the Peloton's most unsavory characters, full contact weapon, hand ups, the whole nine Quinn Moscone, who else should we put in the bike Thunderdome? I mean that about covers it. Yeah, well, I don't do you, know. Would Lance. Buhani go in there? I like Buhani. Yeah, I kind of like him too. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's a little hot headed, but uh, he hasn't been like evil. Yeah, would you put evil. Lance in there? Lance was pretty evil for a while. Well, Lance could go in there, I suppose. Maybe yeah. we put Buhani in and we just we help him out. I mean, yeah, it sounds like all bets are off weapons. in this thing. Like he's our man on the inside, you know, and we're just like, yeah. helping the man out. Okay. Yeah, I guess I don't know of any other um, ultimate uh, enemies in cycling. So. I mean, you, there's. Well, we'll just leave it at that. Let's just leave it at that. Well, let's go on to the next email. Um, this one comes to us uh, from Mick in Pullman, Washington. Guys, a year ago, I thought there was no way there'd be a Tour de France in 2020. I anticipated that if it started amid the pandemic, and that seemed a big if from the vantage point from our vantage point in June, it could possibly conclude as smoothly smoothly as it ultimately did. This month marks the 100th anniversary of the birth of the rider who would win the first Tour de France after the longest gap between editions. A trivia question for you. Can you name that rider? Okay. Absolutely not. This is Mick from Pullman, Washington. Oh, uh, okay. okay. So Without the 100th... Looking, I'm going to say Bertali. Bertali? 
I'm assuming it has to be after the war. That's my guess. Yeah. So, but maybe it's after World War One. Uh, wait. Repeat the question. Hang on. I've got this, this. month. So July uh-huh. 2021, or sorry, June 2021. Right. Marks right. the hundredth anniversary of the uh-huh. birth of the rider who would win the okay. first Tour de France after the longest gap between editions. So the longest yeah. break. Okay. So 100 All years right. ago, this person was So born. this this rider is 100 years old. Yes. This rider would be 100 oh. years old, and they probably won Got either... It. They probably won mm. a tour in 47. So they, they probably won in like the 70s. No, who won in 47? It's got to be whoever wins in 47. So I'm just going to look it up and cheat. I'm going to go... It's not Eddie Merckx. Oh. Let's see. How many tour winners do I know? Yeah. Bernardi, no. All right. I put my guess Infineon. in, so I looked it up. Greg LeMond's not 100. Yeah. I. Yeah, I um... uh, Stephen Roach? <laughs> Did he ever win? <laughs> yes. Roach won. When he won the Triple Crown. What was that, 88? 88 or 87. Yeah, one of the two. All right. I, I was not going to get this. I looked yep. it up, too. So uh, I... Looking at this, yeah, I I would have guessed Charlie Gall. I guess like I kind of remember him, like I've heard mm-hmm. his name before, um, yeah. and Kopi, but uh, it's got to be Jean Robic, right? Yeah, Robic. Yeah, there yep. you go, Jean Robic. Ha <laughs> ha, foiled you, Mick. Nobody knew. Do you think the guy mm-hmm. who got third in nineteen forty-seven, Pierre Brambilla, is related to Gianluca Brambilla, currently riding sure. for the track Sega Pro team? Let's just go with that. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, well, thanks for the email, Mick. Appreciate it. All right, let's go on to the email. Uh, oh, this one looks pretty good. This one's from Douglas Sniper. Slow ride, guys. While there has been significant movement with the SRP title belts in recent weeks, I think it's time for a new yeah. champion on the men's yeah. side. Oh, really, Doug? Tell okay. me more. Mm-hmm. Is it G? Does he suggest uh, G as well? I nominate Tim Hayes. I believe the super rookie what? curse that Tim placed on Quinn Simmons for picking him to win Unbound exemplifies the best effort of anyone in cycling over the past few months. <laughs> I mean, there's not much to argue with that yeah. statement, I gotta say, but I absolutely will not be handling, handing you the belt. It's not gonna happen. Why, why not? <sighs> I can't bring myself to do it. Simple as that. Um, I, I don't know. It I needs mean, to be unanimous. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe if there's some additional support. I, okay. For this. I don't know. All right. I, well, I mean, what else do you have on, on your Paul Mayers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, um yeah. I do appreciate the curse good work. and I didn't, uh, I didn't put two and two together that your curse probably put uh quinn's knee into the gravel um so you know that's i mean that's something tim if come tour time mentes is riding in top 10 i will Mm -hmm. consider you for the belt if you can lift that curse that you placed on him by by rooting for him um i would i would think then you've you've really kind of i just think that doug is really on to something here um, yeah, you would. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I think 
Maybe Doug's judgment needs to be called into question so, here. I think the witness has been tampered with. I thought there was a second I, email about this, too. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> Wasn't there a second email, though, guy? I don't... I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is something that a lot of people should have been emailing mean, about. Yeah, a lot, a, a lot of people are on this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, yeah. I didn't delete any emails. This campaign trail. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Has there been like a uh, a changed out of work petition <laughs> mm-hmm. that was floating around? Uh, somebody to get Tim somebody the bell? came to my door yesterday about it. Just uh-huh. door knocking. I was asking if you yeah. heard the good news that Tim Hayes was going to get <laughs> yeah, the bell. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, just don't come back. Slam the door. I have a no yeah, solicitors, yeah. no Tim Hayes. Um, yeah. Thing. I'm oh, gonna, you got to have a no Tim Hayes yeah, on your you door. Otherwise, all the Tim Hayes just show up. Yeah. yeah. Hey, guys, what's <laughs> up? Want to go for a ride? No, get out of here. Can't you read the door? Oh, anyway. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I tried my best to do the belt. Um, Doug, sorry to let you down. I just couldn't break through uh, Spencer's iron hand. Maybe if more emails were sent our way, then we'd be able to uh, get yeah, more. more. You guys... I'm on the 1947 uh, Tour de France page still, and while I can't <laughs> confirm or deny the Pierre Brombilla thing, I do know if I click on Jean Kirchen, who finished 18th overall from Luxembourg, and I was like, could you be related to Kim Kirchen of Luxembourg fame uh-huh. in our early days of fandom? And it says his uh-huh. nephew was a racer, Ernie Kirchen, and sure enough, Ernie Kirchen is the father of Kim Kirchen, so... That is a family with a lot of racing uh, going way, way, right. way back. Multiple generations of uh, racers, racers in that family. So, well, there's some there's some trivia right back so, at uh, at Mick. Now, now, little guy, um, while while you're on looking the 1947 uh, Twitter account I, or Twitter uh, Twitter France Wikipedia page, I've been actually spending a lot of time um, searching Twitter to see if anybody has put the super rookie. And mm-hmm. championship belt mm-hmm. into a Any tweet, luck? none. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not good. I'm, I'm looking for just. I think it just needs to be seconded. If someone else can see what, see the Quinn Simmons um, curse. The well, the slow, the super rookie curse is a real thing. Mm-hmm. I oh, did think that there was a chance that Quinn Simmons was going to win this, just because the internet would absolutely implode if he did win. I, for one, right. don't like anybody losing a race because they crash out. But yes. regardless of that, he didn't win, right? The curse lives. But that does go back to, like, I feel really bad for saying that Amanda Nauman was going to win, so I apologize, Amanda. Um, I genuinely <laughs> thought that all of the, the the bad sauce would go on the Quinn pick. Yeah. And I didn't – I yeah. should have uh, – I feel horrible, actually. Um, she probably turned it off by now. But um, anyway. Probably. Yeah. So – I don't know, guys. I I appreciate being nominated. I'll take that as a victory. Maybe the Intercontinental Champion of the uh, Slow Ride Podcast, if you will. Um, <laughs> so yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to be nominated. That. Oh yeah, for sure. It's an but, honor. Yeah, there's no way Tim Hayes is getting the belt. That's it's not going to happen. But a valiant effort. Um, maybe if we get a hundred thousand on that uh, Change.org petition, um, you know, Biden will have to address it. <laughs> Um, but uh, <laughs> you, until that happens, you, you just know though Mansion's not going to vote for it. It's just going to yeah. be another yeah. thing well, that Mansion no. stalls out. You know, it's like well, well I, 
I'm here to filibuster it anyway, so it's not gonna it's not gonna pass this house. So uh, we did get a great hashtag ask slow ride from friend of the pod Derek Lewis. Hey slow ride pod, I would have liked to ask slow ride who has the hottest bike at unbound gravel, but Ali Tetrix diverge is every fire emoji possible. Sorry, not a question, I guess. Um, so did you guys see this? Yes. This special diverge that uh, that specialized I, unveiled at the unbound for Alice and Tetrick. Yes, I kind of liked it. You kind of liked, liked it. It was it wasn't a climb, but I I kind of liked it. It was uh, some some hot rock hot rock and paint yeah. job there. I yeah? actually passed passed on the Greenway a vintage uh, hot rock of the same pink and blue like baby blue paint Did job you guys... the other day and it, it gave me a weird little double take i loved yeah. this bike i agree with derek that this is probably my favorite bike that i saw out there i did see colin strickland's got the new allied echoes echo that he was riding also looks cool but didn't have this paint job this paint job brought back the memories of one of my first bikes that i had um you know i had bikes okay. that were painted this gaudy you know Miami Vice style mm-hmm. paint job, and I loved it. I mean, this, this is, is great. This is a, a this is a classic uh, gas station soda cup yeah. paint yeah. job yeah. from the '90s. Like that is that was the inspiration, I'm sure, originally, and uh, just happens to be on trend now. So specialized able to capitalize on this. Uh, was it a rock hopper or was it a stump jump? Was what what was the original paint job? It was a rock hopper, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It could be. It is a great you know, high, teal and purple and white. Looks high great. waisted jeans are back, and and so is amazing paint mm-hmm. jobs. It's like little guys back on trend. Hey Everything man, comes I, in a circle. I always, I always come around. Great, uh, great shout out, Derek. Appreciate yeah. you uh, sending these um, notes along, even if you know it's not really a question. Maybe keep it to a question <laughs> next time. Thanks. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. <laughs> well, gentlemen, with that, once again, it has been a wonderful episode. Oh, yes, little guy? I got one little story to tell you guys. Um, oh. oh. It's, let's it's, let's gather, it's around, story story. gather around the and fire. It's, it's kind of stupid, but I got to say it because I want to make sure I said it. Um, I was riding uh, home the other day, and it was very hot out here in Minnesota, and I was probably a little delirious a at this point. So story. I don't know if what I saw was real, but I saw a guy sitting on his porch, and I looked at him just briefly for a second, and in my brain, I said, well, that's Jerry Garcia. And that's late 70s Jerry Garcia. And if people just go to okay. Google Images, uh, late 70s Jerry Garcia, is his hair is still kind of black. He's got a big beard, and he's always wearing a black T-shirt. Um, it's just like a very specific late 70s Jerry Garcia look. Just search, search like 1978 Jerry Garcia. Jerry. Every picture he's wearing a black T-shirt. There's a way he looks. <laughs> That is true. Uh, yeah. Every, every, yeah. This guy looked okay. exactly like late 70s Jerry Garcia. I looked at him and my brain said, hey, there's Jerry Garcia. And then I like went back to the road and then I like did a total double take because, well, that doesn't make sense. It's not the late 70s and Jerry Garcia has been dead for like 30 years at this point. Um, I was pretty, it was just weird. Anyway, I'm not sure if I saw this or I was just having heat stroke. But one of the weirder things I've seen on a bike ride, and I just wanted Did to... Did you just leave a Grateful Wait. Dead concert? Because it may have no, been a I left the okay. beach, you know? I mean, I think it was the 100 degrees. It was like an hour of riding in the cargo bike and 100 degrees and being 
five blocks from my house and being really thirsty and out of water. And then I see Hang this on. and I'm like, whoa. Uh, okay, were you asking us if you saw Jerry Garcia or if you were hallucinating maybe due to the dehydration or heat? Because I do have a clear answer for oh, you. I don't, it wasn't one. really an answer. It was more like a... Uh, it was just It's kind of like an ass slow ride from Derek without his yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes. I'm not a doctor, but I think I can diagnose okay. you with some heat yeah, stroke. Heat stroke. Okay, that's cool. I've never been so sure for a second that I'm seeing a person that I've never seen in real life that's been dead for 30 years. Like 100% uh-huh. my brain was just like, that's that's him. And then and then I was like, that doesn't uh-huh. make any sense. Hmm. So okay. it was just weird. I mean, it's anyway tangentially related to bikes, I was on I guess, a bike and I was it having... It feels heat like this podcast has been dead for 30 years. I feel like yeah. all, all, <laughs> all I see on in Orlando here as my celebrity isn't a dead Jerry Garcia. It's um, just Carrot Top. Carrot Top. And you're like, but that's actually oh. Carrot Top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't really mistake Carrot Top. No, you don't. You don't, yeah. you don't get that one confused. All we, all we have up here is Wahlbergs. Can't can't move without knocking over a Wahlberg. You can't uh. move in Minneapolis without seeing a Wahlberg on a bus, though, because I got that restaurant at the Mall of America. So it's kind of the same problem. Wahlbergs everywhere. Yeah, sounds similar. <laughs> well, gentlemen, what a wonderful episode. 347 in, just three away from the th- 350. Can't wait. And with that, um, we'd like to thank all the listeners and supporters and <laughs> donating members of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out how you can support the network. Check out the YouTube page where uh, Hot, Hot Lap Summer has their debut episode. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis biking around looking for pig pen. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists. The slow ride. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The slow ride podcast.com and on Twitter at the slow ride pod. Tommy Dumoulin. Always wearing a black t-shirt. Dear cycling friends, we accept the fact that we have created the premier gravel and road racing podcast. And we don't think you're crazy to ask us who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms, in the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a hobby blogger, a gravel pro, and a curious newbie. And you can find us on the Wide Angle Podium Network. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, the Grodio Podcast.